Welcome to the Buddy Buddy Show. My name is Anthony Finley, and today I've had to tell myself over and over to wait for it. <laughs> and I'm Jacob Marks, and Hasa Diga Ibawai. Let's talk about some musicals. Welcome, y'all. So today, me and my buddy, we're going to talk about one of our favorite common pastimes of musical theater. We thought it'd be fun to go on the list of the top grossing musical on stage shows of all time and pick our top two to decide which ones are better. Buddy, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. And to quote our, you know, even though Stephen A. Smith has nothing to do with musical theaters ever, let's talk about... Uh, you don't know that. No, that's true. That's true. He, he but... may go to a show or two. Maybe he did. I, I'm not going to judge the man, but why? Let's get to my top two favorite musicals, or at least off this list, because well, of course, I, you, you get to go first. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Okay. All I'm saying is that my actual favorite two musicals are actually, no, one is on this list. One is on this list. Oh, wait, are you cheating? One on, you're supposed to put two on that list. I'm saying that there's other musicals that I love that aren't on this list because they're not in the top 25 grossing. Is what I'm saying. Oh, so I could I couldn't have gone off the list then. And I'm not. No, I'm choosing what's on this Ladies list. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm just... you you see it first that Jacob is now changing the rules. Go uh, ahead, my friend. <laughs> all I was going to say ahead. is that both the Music Man and Little Shop of Horrors is not on this list. They would be in consideration for the list, but they are not. That's all I wanted to say. And okay, so from my heart, the uh, out of the 25 that we have listed, and I will just go in direct order from number one to number 25 we have the lion king wicked the phantom of the opera chicago the book of mormon mama mia hamilton jersey boys les miserables cats beauty and the beast aladdin miss saigon kinky boots mary poppins the producers rent hairspray beautiful the carol king musical okay dear evan hansen spider-man turn off the dark matilda the musical billy elliott the musical spamalot and aida and out of those 25 my top two clearly clearly without any hesitation the book of mormon and the producers okay now here's a little caveat one i've only been in actual one of these musicals and that is les miserables shout out to my fellow uh, roundabout, you know, theater kids, definitely, you know, love, you know, that rotating stage and those epic sets. It's called a turntable. Okay, turntable stage. I, I was in, I was in the same, uh, not the same show, but I did them as too, and we had a turn. It's called a turntable stage. And do you hear my voice right now? Unfortunately, yes. <sighs> I hate you. Anyways, definitely my top two musicals of you know, all time on this list is the Book of Mormon and the producers. Okay. To get out of your system right now, why? Give me, give me why? some reasons. Why? 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 Why those two shows? Because out of all of those musicals, they are made by people who love musicals. I will explain. So <laughs> you better to pin yourself in a hole. Oh no! Please, I please explain. Okay, so the Book of Mormon, created by the uh, creators of South Park, Matt Stone and actually no, I'm, I'm missing, missing, I, I don't know their names, but I know they created South Park. Um, but also, so between the Book of Mormon and the producers, created by Mel Brooks, all three of those creators plus the team writing the score, you know, the choreographers, they 
like these musicals are kind of a tribute to musical theater. They are, you know, but in all the interviews I've read about the musicals, they often, the creators often talk about how, you know, they wanted to create shows that, you know, reminded them of musical theater gone by from like the thirties, the forties, the fifties, you know, when, you know, musicals were, they had punch to them, but they also were light and that, you know, it was a complete and utter, utter escape from reality. And both of these musicals are not only so just they're so brilliant in their comedy they also take you on this wild ride of just sets costume changes plot oh it's incredible you you sound like one of those pop-up reviews on tv <laughs> it's fantastic spectacular it's a wild wild ride a roller coaster of emotions you have us talking about musical theater. Of course, I'm going to be excited about this. So to further explain my point, what I love about the Book of Mormon and the producers is that it is some of the best satire you will ever see in your life. I shouldn't need to go into explanation of why the producers works. If anybody has seen the amazing, you know, 1960s film, The Producers from Mel Brooks himself. Shout out Mel Brooks, one of the, one of the greats. Yep. Shout out to Mel Brooks. You know, classic comedy, always going to be brilliant. The Book of Mormon also has that same level of satire. They both are satirizing, you know, so much between religion, Nazis, and they make all of the subject matter super fun and just super. It's like, what can I say? Like, have you seen the Book of Mormon or the producers? Have you listened to the soundtrack? I I have not seen the Book of Mormon I've heard I've heard songs from the Book of Mormon. I can't remember if I saw the producers. I think I, I I was about to be in one production before I went to college, but I, I I know of them. I know what they're about. I know some songs, but I can't say that I've actually seen them. I've seen most of these musicals that are on the list. You yourself love musical theater, but have not. I, I was mostly it. like I learned musical theater by doing it, by being in the show. So if I if I, if I wasn't in the show, I rarely ever saw it. Yeah, and. I think the thing I love the most about the Book of Mormon is that it's the probably the most recent show that I've seen, you know, live on Broadway that I, you know, when I was there, it, I mean, you know, first off, very grateful to get those standing room tickets. And I had listened to the soundtrack before and listening to everything, even after knowing everything about the musical before seeing it, it still transported me into that world and so between you know brilliant performances and also the actual like soundtrack like uh, the score I, I know i'm kind of just giving superlatives but it's also kind of hard to talk about the plot of it without spoiling it for you and i'm trying to my best not to do that can, can you give me that word again superlatives okay i, I didn't know we we're gonna have that kind of show oh okay I, I don't have my calendar of the of the day out right now so i i i'm sticking with my my everyday words. Okay, I'm sorry. But any, anyways, you know, it's like, hello, my name is Elder Price. I mean, there's just so many classic lines to this as well. And what I also love about these two musicals is that they're not necessarily weighted down by, I think, the overstayingness of other musicals on this list, because I love Chicago. I love all these other classic musicals, from, you know, represent like the Fosse era, Phantom of the Operas, the Andrew Lloyd Webbers and everything else. Like they're fun musicals, even Hairspray or more recent, like fun musical, even though it's that's from 2002, like they're all really fun. But there's something about both the Book of Mormon and the producers that I would argue with is that they give you the 
musical theaterness that everyone loves, which is the show-stopping numbers, the comedy, the absolute just insanity of the sets. But they also make it current and classic at the same time. And that's what I love about them both. That it? Well, I mean, it's I could a, go on, but... It's all, I, it's all you get. Okay, okay. Uh, no, it's, it's okay. You've spoken. You've spoken. Now it's time for me to speak. Okay. So, on this list, again, I for the most part, I usually learn shows by doing them, but these two shows on here, I actually have not done. I would love to do. Um, so, my top two from the top 25 are Hamilton... <sighs> And Aladdin. And if you didn't hear it, Jacob just gave a sigh. And he said something to me before we start this that we're going to get into. But we'll say that for, for, for a bit, okay? Uh, yeah, so before we get to my opinions of the matter on both your choices, explain to me why you like them. First off, let me, let's just start off first with Aladdin because, I mean, out of all of the Disney musicals or the musicals made about Disney properties, why Aladdin? What interests you about Aladdin more than, say, like The Lion King or well, okay. you know, Frozen? So or or Little Mermaid. Aladdin is my favorite Disney movie, um, and I, I always liked Aladdin because it was about a, a poor person rising up and becoming basically a prince and getting the princess. So I always felt I didn't have I didn't have the best upbringing, so I was like related to that. Like you, you can. Have nothing and then get get something, get all you want. So I, I always kind of gravitate to that that basic storyline, um, but also the the genie. The genie has got to be one of the best characters Disney has ever created, ever. And like when I when I when I've seen the show, like they, right now they have the genies are always African American. So that for me, you know, Will Smith does uh, did the the latest movie, but like in the stage shows. The genie is a very, very highly char- char- charismatic uh, African American, which I don't know if you can tell, but I am African American. Um, yes, um, and I know that you you one day want to be charismatic. I know, so you know, I I know that's a dream for you. You should wish for it sometime. When I rub that magic lamp, I will. <laughs> I remember seeing that show. It was so much fun because there was a lot, a lot of dancing. Like when I do shows, I'm not. A singer. I'm. I'm not a great actor. I am a dancer. I was always like the dance captain, and so there was, there was so much dancing. It's great music. So much great dancing. Like you, you love because you love you're about the dance too. Well, and that is true. I like we both are the dancers out of the musical theater crowd that we absolutely love it. Dancing didn't really play a mind in me choosing my choices with the producers and Book of Mormon. I actually chose them because I love the satire and the tribute to musicals about them more than anything else. Well, you, but they you, do have awesome dancing. Well, you chose them for your reasons. Can I finish mine? Yes. <laughs> go, go on. You see you'll, what I'm dealing with You'll here? never have a friend like me is all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. You're very, you're very unique, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, yeah, no, I, that's why I, I just I love how I can relate to that in the, the show. There's so much dancing and it's, it was like the perfect musical for me. Um, as for Hamilton, uh, I first saw it on Disney Plus when it came out during quarantine. Just like everybody else did, because just, nobody can afford tickets. Yeah, um, and wow, I, 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 I'm one of those people that, that I, I bought the soundtrack the next day, and it's, it's to this day. This I don't think I don't think there's a week that goes by that I don't play the soundtrack. What's so impactful about that? Is, yes, it's, there's a lot of rapping and it's, it's all music, 
and that kind of that hits me differently but the way the the history was delivered through that form of music i hate history that's true that's true that was my worst subject in in high school i i never understood why we had to learn about history it was it was boring if if i slept through any class it'd be that one i still remember you I don't even know how you got through our dance history course back in college when we both majored in dance. Oh, no, I made the whole thing up. <laughs> I made the whole thing up. Um, Professor Daly, please you know, take back that diploma. Oh, you, oh you're, you're tattletailing on me now. Look at this. I know all about Alexander Ham- Hamilton now. And like even after I saw the show, I, I went on my phone. What, guess what I was doing? I was studying. <laughs> I was studying history because of like I was like fact checked checking the the events of the show and was like did that actually happen? What happened to that person? Is that is that family lineage still around? Like what's going? You know, and I've never been that that amped up for anything historical like ever in my life. For me, that was that was big. That was that was that was a big thing. And the music is bumping, music is bumping. Like I I, I love my rap music, so that 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 was that was fire. Um, and I understand why you like it, um, Lin Manuel Miranda. For as much as I think overhypeness that people say that he has, Lin Manuel, you you are way too talented, my friend. Way too talented. I mean, In the Heights is is in my top ten personal uh, favorite musicals. That they have a movie coming out. Yeah, I'm super pumped for In the Heights that is coming up. But so, it's a, but not to go on little tirades of future musical movies coming up. That's yes, a, that's another podcast now. We have uh, made our little soliloquies of why we each like our own respective musicals. Um, and I'm not, you know, we're not here to demean our choices by any sort of means. Because, you know, we, we like what we like. We're, you know, we're very respectful of that. But I do got to say Hamilton is a tiny bit overrated. So we have that on record now that Jacob Marks my my co-host has just said that Hamilton is overrated. Tiny, tiny bit. Tiny bit. Ha- Jacob said Hamilton is overrated. Are you willing to um, uh, wait? Like Aaron Burr, sir? And let me speak? I'll wait for it. Painfully. <coughs> so, yeah, you, you, you know why you're coughing? Because you, you, got, you got something in your throat that's, that's, that's calling you out on, on all the the hypocrisy is going on here. <laughs> it, it's not. I mean, I get where you're coming from with this because I've often been a champion not only for the style of musical theater that Lin Manuel Miranda has kind of made famous now, but also on on paper, Hamilton is kind of the musical I always wanted because I love history myself and I love everything about the actual score and the kind of the delivery of Hamilton. I think because when I first saw In the Heights as well, I thought. This is everything I want in a musical in terms of big character ballads, the dancing, just everything about it. There are many elements to Hamilton that remind me of In the Heights, of course. And so that that in itself, that's why it's it should get the hype that it does. You made a big statement. Now you're, just, you're padding your landing right now. All I'm trying to say is that with Hamilton, I think the one thing that kind of just takes me out of the illusion of it is the choreography and the set of Hamilton. I'm not saying that they're bad. I'm not saying that it's bad by any what? means. It's trust trust me. When I when I saw Hamilton on Disney Plus just like you did, I thought this is an amazing production. And I'm somebody who 
like scours the internet for, you know, not just like really fancy filmed versions of musicals, which I'm freaking jealous of, by the way, since that's what I do for a living. But in general, like for any type of musical recording, I can get transported into. I don't need to see a show live to be transported. And the one thing about Hamilton that's always that always kind of got me a little bit was that I wouldn't have necessarily chosen the style of dancing, nor the style of I I felt like with Hamilton, for me, it would have been better if the set actually changed and wasn't so minimal, is what I'm saying. They'd move the set around. They moved the set around. They did, you know, have... But in general, it it was a very minimalistic show compared to other musicals. Because even in the Heights, like, even though it's a very minimalistic show, they at least, like, has so much character. With Hamilton, it's a barn. It's a barn. It's a barn. It's... Okay. It's not a barn. We both, my friend, we, we both had to study set design. Yeah, tr- trust me. I know I'm simplifying it and I'm just kind of just like I, I having fun kind of like. all my To all my Hamilton fr- fans and friends and family out there, um, don't worry. I got this. All I'm saying is that they weren't the worst choices. I'm not calling any of the choices bad. I just think that, you know, for me, when I when I saw Hamilton, I thought, great musical. I thought it definitely deserves a lot of the hype that it did. But I also heard a lot of hype for not only the, you know, the cast and the music, but also the stage direction, the set and the choreography. And some of that stuff took me away from it. And it only took me away because sometimes when I was watching like certain num- musical numbers, I was thinking instead of the cast, like this ensemble type of cast having to not only be like the dancers and the ensemble, but also like sometimes the the props and everything else, I'm thinking... Uh, budget? I, I don't know. Like, there's something about it that just took me out of it. It's a completely subjective opinion. I know that for for me, it, 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 it is subjective, subjective. and yes. I and I know personally when I'm, you know, when I look at it again, I probably will come to terms with it more. It's just probably that initial like shock of it all that I'm that still hangs me up from it. But I have a, I have a big, I have a question. When you were watching Hamilton, were you wearing your glasses? Yes, man. Just like you, I am incredibly, you know, needing glasses. I'm, I'm just checking because if if not, your, your eyes probably need to check, be checked. And, you know, a routine exam. You know, get those get those things figured yeah. out. I, I appreciate it, man. My uh, my I actually just got vision insurance, uh, so <laughs> thank you. Because um, I that's I, that's why one reason I love that show because because the set because I've been on sets like that with shows and the the choreography. Though I love the over the top showy choreography. That choreography, especially on, they had their turntable. You've always said on this podcast today, you love your turntables. And I do. And I'm not saying that the turntable was bad. That was one of the parts that I really loved about it. And there was a lot of parts of Hamilton in terms of the set and choreography that I did like. You you tried dancing backwards on a turntable. I I am not. All I'm trying to say is that for, you know, Hamilton gets billed as the perfect musical by a lot of people. And I'm just saying. For a lot of people, yes. For a lot of people, yes. And I'm just saying. In my own subjective opinion, it's not the perfect musical for me, but that's only because I probably I do have a bias for like if I'm going to go see a show, I also want sets and you, you like know, you like the classical theater vibe. Yeah, that, that's, that's but that's not saying that I can't get into Hamilton because In the Heights is in my top ten for a reason. I think that the dancing, the sets, and everything around that matches the awesome story and the overall like feeling of the show. And with Hamilton, it just you know, sometimes it did feel like a history textbook, which I loved, but I'm also like, you know, not wanting to be taken out of the illusion 
as much. And I know that that's kind of, and that, that is objective for people. But here's what I will say. At least the Hamilton with how it did its set, it isn't freaking rent. No, it's not. Do you have anything else to say about Hamilton before I, I, I lay into you? Um, I do want to say that please don't hurt me. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it is the thing. You're going to hear us, hear us bicker a lot, but it, it is all subjective. No matter how wrong Jacob may sound, it, it is all subjective. I think I think well, I think the great thing about Hamilton is the fact that it did it was the perfect musical for a lot of people. Like I saw a lot of people like reactions on YouTube of people who would never watch musicals who, who have never watched a musical. They're watching it's like is this, this is a musical? This is bumping, you know. The great the I think the biggest accomplishment for Hamilton was the fact that it it brought a whole new audience to the art of musical theater to the art of the, that classical musical theater that you love so much, Hamilton brought a whole another set of eyes to to the 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 platform, which I think that's that I think that's the biggest biggest thing it 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 succeeded in. So oh, I mean, I'm not arguing against the success that Hamilton has had. I'm just saying that you're just nitpicking. I know. I'm I'm just nitpicking. That's all. And you know, it also helps that you know it helps us fill out a a podcast here of talking about our favorite stuff. How, how about you picking the Book of Mormon? Which is won how many awards? It's it's usually one of the oh, top. It's, yeah. usually one, it's usually always one of the top shows. You couldn't be you couldn't be in, in, like different. You had to pick what's known to be one of the top shows every year. Okay, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> every you, you, year you, 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 you're so predictable, my e- friend. E- even though the Book of Mormon is has made more money than Hamilton, it's only probably been because it you know came out a couple years before then. Overall, most people now think Hamilton, you know, is like the top musical of the past decade. And I would argue only just out of the, I think the awesomeness that Book of Mormon is and also the satire and the kind of like the currentness that it takes. And I think it's going to make itself a classic. That's why for me, the Book of Mormon is my own personal top choice. But let's now pick to our other choices here because... I would like to get your take oh, personally. Say, I, on... say, say, I dare you say something better about Aladdin. We we we, we would go right now. Okay, <laughs> we will. Okay, let's. What was your other one? See, go folks, ahead. folks, this go ahead. this is this is why it was, you know. the, it was the producers, right? They, yeah. Oh man, you listened. I, I listen. Oh, it's, it's. I don't always accept, but I listen. Springtime. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. My, my other pick was the producers. And I'm kind of curious on why you necessarily didn't have the producers in because I know you've seen the the film. I know mm-hmm. you've like, you know, everything about the producers and I know you consider it an awesome film. And basically the producers, you know, is a musical version of that film, but they do it so well. And in particular, the satire, the the actual like 1940-esque numbers that they do with, you know, kind of just, you know, between the dancing and everything else. I'm just wondering, why is the producers not on, at least in consideration for you? It's, I, I do enjoy some satire, but to be honest with you, I'm not a huge satire fan. I, I, think, I think it's the biggest thing. Like I, like, I appreciate the heck out of Mel Brooks and what he's done, but like I'm not a big satire person. So... I also, I also think you're not a huge camp fan either. And no, I no. and and I know that I think out of all the musicals which we're talking about musicals it's all camp basically to for the most part. The, the producers and oh, the we're Book going of Mormon. camping can I can I get s'mores? 
I want some. Tw- I'm, I'm actually kind of hungry now. <laughs> okay. Yes, it's very campy. Yes, go ahead. Continue. It, basically, I can understand why for you, at least between, you know, because I know that with the producers, it, it's just like Mel, a Mel Brooks film. It's a gag every like every second possible. Like they both of the musicals I picked crammed like the jam pack jokes upon jokes upon jokes. Mm-hmm. And I know for some people like, you know, for me, I love that type of humor because not not every joke is going to land. But, you know, it kind of like quickens up the plot you, so you, much. Do you do enough of them? Something's going to hit. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but also I, I don't know. Just when I want to go see two musicals, or at least watch them, you know, whether they're documented or they have their own film versions. I know people don't like the film version of the producers, the two thousand mid two thousands version, but I do personally. Um, but the actual, I don't know, just the actual shows for me, they give a perfect little like ca- encapsulation of the eras that they try to portray, and it's the comedy for me. That's that's for all my. TikTokers out there, you you have no idea what I'm talking no, about. I no, I don't at all. <laughs> we'll, we'll just keep it like, like that. Don't worry. Okay, so now let's talk about Aladdin real quick because let's let's, let's talk about Aladdin. What what you've you've not you've not seen the show, the stage show. No, I have. Have you? Yeah, I have. What was what? What do you think of the stage show? I thought that the I don't like how you start that off. I, I, I thought what you when you slow down. And really pronounce your words. That usually means you're about to say something that I'm not gonna like. I thought Aladdin was fun. It was just fun. I mean, there there's nothing I really could never say wrong about the show because you know it uses a lot of the numbers from the from the actual Disney film because the actual like you know film Aladdin plus all these other from Disney films they got Broadway vets to make these initial scores for the movies and so of course like it's going to easily translate well to the stage same with the Lion King same with just every other kind of Disney musical out there Beauty and the Beast so I totally get the love the love for Aladdin and for me it's just it's like when if I ever go see it again or if I take somebody to go see it that is a classic musical I would probably take them to is Aladdin because what's not to love? Yeah. The, again, I touched on it before. The choreography is amazing. You, you, you speak about choreography. There was a lot of choreography in that, in that show. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's, it's amazing dancing. I would say that because I know that with the producers and the book of Mormon, they do a more traditional type of Broadway dancing with a lot, some tap dancing, a lot of fun, you know, kind of just like, you know, homages to stage numbers back in the day with Aladdin, they go full force that they they go really full force. Like I would say like, it's, it's probably some of the most impressive dancing on Broadway. Which, which, well, that, that show in, in the Heights, as far as dancing wise, I wanted, I need to do one day oh, oh I, I mean yeah and, and that's the thing I, I hope that later on now that we're in 2021 i know broadway is still kind of coming back currently right now mm-hmm. but i really hope that whatever musicals come by now and what musicals stay along that are classics i hope that as more musicals are developed i hope that we're going to get just more more dancing that doesn't have to be tied down to traditional western forms of dance i know mm-hmm. we still we get our we get our sometimes our, our different stuff we get stomp sometimes we get all these different types of shows that, you know, feature different Spider-Man styles. I'm trying to talk about dance, not, you know, really, but, really uh, the, weird rock musicals about Spider-Man. That's on, that's on Spider-Man. The music was on this list. I'm just talking about that. That's a different dance style. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. If you if you want me to rant about this, the dancing in Spider-Man, turn off the dark because I so, actually got to see uh, that on Broadway. We're not going to touch on that. But so y'all know, Spider-Man is Jacob's favorite superhero. 
and he had a very bad experience watching the Spider-Man musical. So we're we're just gonna leave that we're gonna leave that in the bin for next time. I saw that in the same weekend. I saw the Book of Mormon and Priscilla Queen of the Desert, and I still think that wow, what a opposite of directions I saw that weekend. Yeah, we still got some time, but I want to shift gears a little bit because I want to ask you a question. Mm. Maybe this might throw you off guard. Maybe maybe not. We'll see. Because as I go through this list, I was thrown off when I first saw Spider-Man on here. Because I, then I, re- I remembered they will make a musical about anything these days. That is true. I mean, I think nothing is really off limits at this point on Broadway. There's SpongeBob, there's Shrek. Oh, yeah. What's your take on all the uh, musicals about these out there characters that you would never expect? Is, this, is, that, does, is that good for the musical theater like genre or is that kind of taking a, a step back? When I think about like, you know, the changes that have done, been done in Broadway before, because I remember learning about how influential a chorus line was back in the mid 70s. One of my faves. Oh, I mean, I think that is probably both our number one together favorite musical. If this actually like, you know, if it did like run on Broadway for an extended amount of time, they would easily be our number one. Mm-hmm. But like, for example, a chorus line, it was so influential back in the day um, in the mid 70s, because instead of these big this big production you know, that, you know, relied on all of these sets and all of these kooky, crazy characters. This was a story about real people. It was the real people like that, you know, absolutely powered Broadway, the ensemble, the dancers, and the fact that they were able to create a so a, such a cohesive and tight musical like that, you know, that that was the big change. And that's why we got, you know, other musicals kind of like in that same vein in the future where the stories could be more character driven, but not in a like kooky, funny kind of thing, but also like they can be real about stuff. And so to answer that, and <laughs> that's actually kind of funny because now that I'm thinking about like how minimal, like the minimalism of Hamilton kind of like took me off a little bit. I mean, it, it's sort of the opposite. I think Chorus Line, like, that's, like, the perfect minimal musical because, you know, it literally is, like, an audition. It's a stage. But uh, to, to go back to what I was saying before about the changes now being made where, you know, you have musicals, like, that are based off of other media properties and also just in general where we're trying to, you know, it is a more mass-marketed, produced type of Broadway nowadays. And I actually don't see the problem in that because, honestly... The, I said, of course, musical theater, for as much as we love the art form of it, you and I, and I both, we also know that just like anything else in life, it is a business and they got to create musicals that will get people into the seats. But that doesn't mean that the musicals can't be brilliantly written, brilliantly produced, and also directed and just be entertaining as all heck. Or, sorry, as all hell. I don't need to censor myself here. Because, like, for example, Newsies, you know, Mm-hmm. great musical that you know kind of like in its same vein very dance heavy very kind of just like it focuses on you know just entertaining the crowd and i know it, people love it because it's based off of media another media property same as shrek same as everything else but it you know it totally works for what it does i just hope that when we do come back out of covid i just hope that you know the arts you know particularly broadway will get its support and it will it will get its like thing going again yeah no, I agree. I don't know if I need a SpongeBob the musical personally. Um, but you know what? It's it is what it is and like the, being in shows for me was like some of the funnest times of my life. Just what happens behind the scenes and the the camaraderie and the the rehearsals. Though we we as performers we complain 
Like I got, I don't have time. I got rehearsal. Can't tonight. I got rehearsal. Like yeah. every every yeah. every day, we rehearse for like six, seven hours a day. We complain about it, but we love it at the same time. So like, it's, oh, completely. That kind of atmosphere. I, I, if there's more of that kind of atmosphere, it's, it's nice. It's a good thing. Oh yeah, and I think for, just for the arts. Yeah, and any and honestly, any story that you know is going to be marketable for Broadway to get kids to do more sh- to do more theater. Theater is, I think, the best kind of like activity somebody can learn to not only do something fun as a team together but also have to own uh, to have own personal growth because i mean a, a lot of people put their kids in sports because they want them to you know be be working as a team and working on themselves independently theater does that tenfold in my opinion and we both love sports we're sports nuts so the fact that we also have this appreciation for theater is something that like i'm i'm glad we have that in our friendship so before we finish off and wrap up this podcast i did want to ask you something though because i think that in the same vein of is the current mass marketing and like all these media properties good for broadway type of question you asked let me take it one step further what properties would you want to see made into a musical no. It's hard. Like I, the one that popped in my head is like Scooby Doo. But I was like, I think there's already one like that, and there is. I just, I just typed it up. There's 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 already a Scooby Doo the musical. Really? Yeah. Well, it was made. Uh, I'm not not sure. It didn't say what when date was, but it, there is one. There's a, oh there's a my Sco- god. There's a Scooby Doo the musical. Um, Yoink, so Scoob. That, that, Yoink, I mean, Scoob. any kind of any kind of stage. Scooby Doo is like classic. So in any kind of show, stage show of any kind would be cool. Um, I'm oh. trying. To th- I'm trying to think. Have they done Harry Potter yet? Oh, that's a good question. I know a ton of improv groups do Harry Potter, and I'm pr- pretty sure they've done. Probably I, I can see that. some off Broadway stuff. But if, yeah. you, if you can do a, a good illegally blonde musical, I, I, I can see them. There doing is it. a legally blonde musical. I know. Yeah, and, and it's a good. It's good. Yeah. So if you, if you can do a show ba- based on that movie, I can see Harry Potter being like next. I, that I, is true. That is true. I'm gonna throw this out there because I, I just think it'd be funny as heck, and this, I'm I'm curious. A Lord of the Rings, the musical. Oh no! <laughs> I just oh. want to see. I just want to see someone play um, uh, Smeagol. You shall not pass. Uh, yeah, I, I, you shall not pass. I, but I think that's a great chance for like some good effects, some great effects. Oh, and set building completely. I actually want to take it one step further for something that people probably would not want to see turn into a musical, but I think would absolutely be one campy ride: The Matrix. That would be fun. That, I, I'd I'd be in that. <laughs> I, I'd I'd be down for that. Oh, I would be down just to see how they're going to do the whole like you know special effects, like trying to avoid the bullets, a, a lot of wires. Oh, that would There's be amazing. Yeah, so that, I, 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 I can see them doing a Harry Potter, just because Harry Potter. I think they're. Do, I feel like they're doing everything with Harry Potter. Um, but Lord of the Rings would be fun. I, I'd imagine Disney would do something with Marvel. Oh, I mean, besides, I think, besides Spider Man, I think Spider Man is probably turned off superhero tales for a hot minute. But if they do ever decide to, I mean, bring Disney, it back, Disney loves their shows and the their. Ice capades and all that. Kind I don't of know stuff. why they haven't done a Star Wars musical. Don't after the whole after the after the Christmas the Christmas special after that. Yeah, that probably tainted everything. <laughs> no, do not. We're finally getting back on track with Star Wars. We're getting completely off topic. No, no Star Wars the musical. No, we're in a good place right now with Star Wars. We're not going to taint it with with putting it on stage. Oh come on, they can easily make a Baby Yoda musical. They can make a Grogu musical. They will try. 
and they pro- they probably are true. Anything baby yoga, ba- baby yoga, Yoda. Wow, which man. is actually not his name. It's Grogu. I just said Grogu. Listen to me. Oh, I didn't listen. But yeah, I, that's that's about that's about I would go. Okay, well, I, I'm glad we're at least in agreement that you know. The musical state nowadays, I'm just glad that musical theater is still going about because also we live in America and, you know, they do not love the arts one bit, or at least the government does and funding and everything else. You know, thank you, Canada. All right, y'all. So thank thank you for tuning in to the second episode. You've now heard, heard us talk about musical theater and Marvel from the previous episode. If you have any ideas of things you want us to talk about, argue about, debate, fight about, please let us know as well as any feedback you have. But in the meantime, you can catch us on social media, on Instagram, at The Buddy Buddy Show. So with that, thank you all again, and we'll see you all next time. Next time.